Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television, and we combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Is there a Pandora version of the caca? What animal on Pandora would make the caca sound? Okay. <clears throat> I was about to say that. There's, there's something that this, is, this could go racist, the way that you've just framed this, and I just I don't know how, but I just feel it in my bones. <laughs> I feel like I can't talk about this until spo- we get to spoilers in this, but I think that we won't meet the caca Pandora animal till the next Oh, good one. I mean, you say it could have gone racist. I didn't intend it to be at all. However, my first thought was like a primate of some sort, <laughs> like, like a like a lemur, like right. a um, a caca or a Pandoran lemur. We're talking about Avatar: Way of Water. We sure are. Fourteen years later, James Cameron's back with his his Star Wars, I guess, um, continuing the story of the Sully family. Jake and Natiri have children now, and the Sky People have returned, so they flee to a new home and a new tribe uh, when a villain from their past boy, mysteriously returns. Boy, I love how much shit you just glossed over there, because that's one of the things that drives me fucking nuts about this movie. <laughs> we haven't gotten I into just, it. I just did exactly what Jake does the first you did, ten I, minutes I, of film. A ten minutes of film! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, I did sit there, and uh, I mean, I'm curious how everyone feels, but sitting in the theater watching this movie and we get the like 20 minutes of exposition which really didn't bug me it didn't make me mad but i did think to myself this movie's fucking three hours what's next that's what i'm saying my man like there's so much story in 20 minutes of that movie that you're like what the fuck it it feels like it was almost a whole nother movie yeah i was like oh we just skipped that one i guess at that point, I looked at my watch and I was like, it's going to be an hour before we get to water. And when we got to water, I looked at my watch yeah. and it had been exactly a fucking hour. I'm surprised it takes that long. I'm not surprised because there's an insane amount of shit that they try to cram into this yeah. movie. Um, so on that note, okay, so it's, it's same people from the first fucking film. And then there's some children. Yep. And no. I didn't take a second to learn any of their names. No, that's fine. What do we think of this movie, y'all? It's long. It's long. I don't know, what do you guys think I thought of this movie? And I don't mean that in a cheeky, guess what I... I really don't know what I thought of this movie. You don't know where you stand on I don't know where... I know I had a good time in it. But I also know I probably had a good time in the first one. And then I never watched it again. Yeah. Which was why I was... Even though it was a completely dumb, simple movie. At the beginning of this, I was still like, what the fuck is going on? You know, mm. who had a baby in the back to tank? <laughs> like you know, uh, but I was also gonna make a baby in a back to tank joke. That's yeah. a great joke. <laughs> um, I will say this is the main thing I came out of this movie thinking. And again, this is not me designating quality or lack of quality. This is just something. It's a thing we complain about. But this is, I really figured out how I want to word this now. A three-hour movie is a three-hour movie. Because it's a three-hour movie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This movie wanted to have the gravitas of a three-hour movie. It wanted to be able to say, this is an epic movie. And to do that, we got to hit the three-hour movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think there's a few things that could have been handled in a montage. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I don't think a montage... We'll talk about it more in spoilers. I do agree with you on on that, though. We'll talk about more. Joseph, what do you think about Look, this movie? I, it's fine overall. It's way too long, and there's just there's way, 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 way too much stuff in it. It was one of those things where I think like the ending is fun. It's visually spectacular. By the time we got to like the climax of the film, I was like on board. But there was a right. there was a bit, and it was like an hour and forty minutes in where I, I went with my uncle. And like he drove me there, but it was like an hour and fourteen minutes in where they introduced the telepathic whales, and I'm like, "Fuck this shit! I can't do this anymore." And I probably would have left. Oh, Sarah was just from the first mention. She was like, "Nah, fuck that." She was not gonna watch this movie. So uh, I I went to see it with my buddy Austin, and he was a good guy to see it with because he had decided before he walked through the door that he loved this. Mm. So. Uh, you know, I feel like if I was watching it with someone that I had to worry about whether or not this was a miserable experience for them, I might have had a miserable experience in it. But I had a pretty good fucking time. Well, that's good. Uh, 
I here's here's the thing. There's just so much that's weird about this movie because it feels exactly like a video game and exactly like a National Geographic special. Mm. And those don't seem like things that should go together. And it seems like someone who would like one of those things would fucking hate the other thing. So I don't know how this is pleasing so many people, but it's it is worldwide. I think. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about this before, but during the days of living the life, I had this animal that I talked about called the once a yearer, who are just people who come to see one movie once a year. And you, you can always tell them sometimes they look a little too poor to be there. Sometimes they look a little too rich to be there. Sometimes they just look like the kind of person who's, you know, still watching a TV on antenna out of spite. You know, but you just see them once a year. And sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's a Star Wars or, uh, or you know, an Endgame. And sometimes it's, you know, American Sniper or My Big Fat Greek Wedding. But whatever it is, it's always just people you don't usually see at the theater. So I didn't think we would... I didn't think this movie had much of a hope for success because those people already came out for Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but they showed up for this shit, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I guess they, they really liked it. Well... Guys, I hate to be the one to say it. I had a fucking blast in this movie. Um, I don't I don't feel like I don't think as negatively towards Avatar 1 as most people do. Right. Like most people make the complaint that it's fucking Fern Gully Pocahontas dance mm-hmm. with the wolves. Totally agree. 100% on board. I just don't really give a shit. Right. Uh, I had fun in Avatar 1. I haven't watched it a lot. It's very long. I did watch it leading up to this movie. Right. Um I've seen it twice in the last few years, and um, <clears throat> I think everything that's good about Avatar 1 is improved in Avatar 2. I would agree uh, with that. Uh, I think the visuals are better. Uh, I think it doesn't feel as copycat-y as Avatar 1 mm. does. I would say there are things that I have major issues with, kind of the two that we've already talked about. I did not like the whales. <laughs> See, uh, I liked the whales. That was that was actually the point where I got on board. I will. T- we can talk about it more in spoilers. I have a couple of reasons why I don't like the okay. whales. The other thing is, to your point, hurt. Um, I think it's too long. Three hours, ten minutes is too long. It's also too long when in the first thirty minutes of the movie an event happens with the villain and the children, and then that happens like two more fucking times in the movie. And like, at that point, we can at least take one of those out. Maybe all of them. I mean, definitely by the third fucking time, it's like, okay, fuck these kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have yet to learn their lesson. And uh, that I did not enjoy, because that feels like, okay, we're just repeating this story to get me to the three-hour mark. And it, it didn't feel like we got any growth and fucking... Let me ask you all you guys this. How did you all watch it? IMAX. IMAX. I did too. I haven't watched an IMAX 3D movie since Fury Road. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've talked about this a lot on the pod. I have a lot of vision problems. 3D doesn't always work for me. It has to be real fucking good. And the 3D in this was real fucking good. It's fantastic. I mean, the visuals of this movie, I don't think anybody is is saying they're bad. But man... It doesn't feel 3D. That's what I thought was interesting. I, I felt that too. But staring at that for like three hours through those fucking glasses started to wear on me. I mean, the glasses just annoying me. Yeah. Pinching my nose. I don't know. I'm a, okay, so here's the big question. Better or worse than Transformers? Start with somebody else. <laughs> I'm going better than Transformers. I'm going better than Transformers. Too. I would say the first one's better than Transformers. I would say I probably decided I disliked the first one way after seeing it. While I watched it, I mm-hmm. thought it was a pretty good time. Uh, you know, um, um, it's just later I decided, oh, that movie's so formulaic, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just a fucking feel-good hippie vibe movie and stuff like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and just say mine is worse than Transformers, just because it's longer than Transformers. Right, fair enough. But I, I wanted to come back because uh, my dad has has uh, given me two of my favorite movie reviews anyone's ever given anything of all time. Right. Which I, I'm spoiling the ending of this for for everybody because of the context, but uh, he was trying to remember. I think it was like Zoe Saldana, uh, and he was like, "What's that actress? She was in that. Uh, she was in that 
anti-American movie with the blue people. <laughs> and I sat there for five solid seconds, and I was like, Avatar? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's the one. I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Oh, we might as well get into spoilers. I mean, like, I, the big spoiler in this, I don't think... Was anybody shocked when it happened? And like, I was like, oh, yeah, the most interesting character in this movie had to come back. Yeah, Corich. Yeah. Um, I was sure that wasn't his actual name. Like, I saw it on the IMDb, and I was like, I don't remember anybody saying that a word that stupid in this movie, but apparently yeah. that is his name, Corich. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they brought him back. Right. Because he is, I guess, a compelling villain. I don't know that I love the make him an avatar. So, like, oh, God. Okay, here's the thing. Going out of Avatar 1, literally the thing I loved about it most was, you know, getting in barstool rants about I was positive it was set in the same universe as Aliens. Totally can be. <laughs> and and one of my arguments was is that, what's Stephen Lang's the name of the actor? Yeah. I was like, that dude's a fucking uh, replicant. Nobody can take the punishment that dude took. He's a goddamn replicant. And... uh and for him to just turn out to be a blue guy, they should have just made him a robot. So here's my big problem with it. I think a robot would be way fucking cooler, right. number one. Number two, why couldn't they just have put Jake's brother's memories in his fucking oh, avatar body in the first right. film? Right. Right. <laughs> wouldn't that have accomplished the exact uh-huh. same goal as right. using Jake right. and not have this, I mean, let's be honest, kind of a liability uh-huh. coming to Pandora? Right. Like uh, that's, that's a really good uh, flaw in the whole fucking premise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I, I, I want to, I want to knock down a couple of the major things we set up in the first hour of the movie because I, it really, I think, emphasizes how much shit there is going on here right. all at the mm-hmm. same time. So we got the, at the end of the first movie, Jake and Natiri drove off the Sky People, and the fact that Jake calls them the fucking Sky People just irks me to no fucking right, because they're just him. It just makes me so fucking yeah. angry. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's an, the victory goes away instantly because now they've drove away those people, and there's like tenfold yeah, more just, people who just come who, are, who are now coming back, landing, and now terraforming Pandora right. to become the new Earth. They have kids. They have like two kids. They have the fucking back to tank baby that's just Sigourney Weaver again, uh, but she has like super nature powers. Oh, just to pause there. Did you guys know that from the beginning? What? That Sigourney Weaver was playing her team. Or I did. Team. I knew that yeah. Sigourney Weaver was back, but I wasn't sure how. No, I knew she was. I, I knew realized she was that it role. about a third of the way into the movie, and then it was the only thing I could. Uh, she does not. She cannot sound like a child. Yeah. No, she's <laughs> fucking like sixty five. Yeah, they have uh, an, another Navi kid. There's the fucking Colonel's kid who's a human who his name is fucking Spider for whatever goddamn <laughs> reason, who gets raised as like an avatar, a Navi, but is just a person in a loincloth and a goddamn mask that he has to wear all the goddamn time right. that fucking uh, Neytiri doesn't like. And then, yeah, the, the same Space Marines we killed in the first one, I guess all of their consciousnesses were uploaded to some kind of fucking super space cloud and got downloaded into giant blue bodies, which, again, seems like we could have done that the first time, right. if that's what you're going for, to come and fucking kill Jake because, uh, you know, he's destroying the Earth things they want to do. And now the fucking new... Colonel Corch, is that where yeah. he is? New Colonel Corch has like a slight existential crisis about the fact that he's not the original <laughs> Colonel Corch. He's very self-aware. It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they come down and they fucking fuck shit up and they drive uh, uh, Jake and his family off, but they capture Spider, who has mixed feelings about the fact that it's sort of his biological father, but it's also sort of not because he's a giant avatar guy. But also the kind of the people he grew up with. But also so. kind of the people he grew up with. And it's just like, we haven't even gotten to the water yet. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? <laughs> the um I mean I agree I feel like the first hour of this movie could have been an hour and a half and then call that Avatar 2 and then the way of the water is Avatar 3. I, put it on fucking Disney Plus. Right. Do like a TV show that like gets me caught up a little bit and then start that. I, I mean they're going to make 5 of these, why not 6? Yeah. You know? The Quaritch bit I do think it's kind of interesting because it makes me think of like, one, if you were super racist and reincarnation were real (laughs) and you were aware of it and you woke up one day in a different racist body, how would you feel? Uh And I think it's Cora. She's like, this is not fucking me. (laughs) I am alive, but this is not me. This is not who I am. 
Yeah, listen, that's a fucking mess. I th- it is a mess. Yeah. Like, I'm not arguing with you at all. Also, I just ignore it. Wouldn't it? It seems like it would be more cost effective to just make everyone who wants to come to Pandora into an avatar yeah, than terraforming the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his butt? The guy who plays Jake. What's his name? Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. We got there. So yeah. he was in a movie called Titan. Clash of the Titans? Nope. Oh. He was oh. in a movie called Clash of the Titans. That is and true. And another movie called <laughs> Clash an, of the Titans. And uh, a movie called Titan, which the general premise is that uh, Earth, of course, is dying. Mm. And we have to send people to Saturn's moon Titan. But we terra- instead of terraforming the planet, we terraform the people. And so he becomes like this creature that can breathe the air. It's fucking Avatar. Right. It is Avatar on Netflix, and it makes kind of way more sense. <laughs> but it's shitty. But it makes more sense. Right. Uh, so the whales. Uh, okay, here's the thing with the whales. This was, this is it totally- reminds you of Voyage Home. Actually, what it reminded me of is, uh, you know, a lot of things with me are cat-centric. We have this one cat named Pookie. We did not name Pookie. But uh, Pookie... Wait, who named it Pookie? Po- the previous owner of Pookie. Okay. Named I, was worried the, that, I was worried that Pookie named himself Pookie. Which would have been what, way cooler. Yeah. What, kind of. <laughs> because the thing is, cats do not give a shit about their name. They uh-huh. don't give a fuck. When you, get, when you get a cat from somebody, you can just call it whatever you want to. They don't care. Except for Pookie. Pookie is so into her fucking name. Like, you say Pookie, and she immediately just looks right at you. But Pookie has been outcast by the other cats. The other cats just fucking hate Pookie. And uh, sometimes that causes more troubles than other. But in this last week, it's been a really a lot of issues. So I connected emotionally with the outcast psychic whale. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's Pookie. And later, when Pookie goes buck, buck wild, that was my stand-up and cheer moment. <laughs> so, so I was very into the psychic whales. So one of my big complaints with Avatar 1 mm-hmm. is the entire concept of unobtainium. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that they, they throw that shit right out the window. Yeah, and, and I think James heard the complaints, yep. and then he's like, you know what's better? fucking brain fluid from whales <laughs> that stop aging. Right. That's f- way dumber than unobtainium. Right. Just unobtainium, it being a mineral that we want, that's fucking realistic. You just chose a shitty name. This is f- just fucking bullshit. You right. threw it at a wall, you took darts. I I think he was like, you know, the destroying the planet for a rock is not tugging at people's heartstrings as much as I want to. Let's from kill mammals. Let's kill mammals. I think <laughs> it's absolutely what he was coming at it from. It, it definitely, the only thing I can say good for about that that ended up being the whole point is before we got to that, I was like, why are we spending so much fucking time kill, killing this whale? Like, why are we making such a show of it? And I guess that's why, because the whole point of the movie was the whale brain fluid. Can we talk about the water, Navi? A second. Uh, sure. I think they're way fucking cooler than normal Navi. One, they look cooler. They, they do look cooler. Fucking jacked forearms, uh-huh. yeah. thick ass tails, mm-hmm. and uh, the main dude is the crazy guy from Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I love that guy. He needs to be in more stuff. That's my entire argument. I mean, but I think it's a solid one. <laughs> I think you know to Hertz's point of like you know the the once a year people. What what has James Cameron tapped into? That about like the general public that nobody else can fucking figure out because yeah. every time he makes a movie, it's like a bazillion, bazillion dollar. The problem movie. is he's only made three in twenty years. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, think I think the thing that he's caught on to is that maybe we're all furries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe we all just want to stare at sexy, skinny, giant cat people. Right. Maybe that's like what he's he's like. You're and he, he's right. That's apparently like the the numbers would say right. he's right. We're all fucking furries. I I do think. A big part of it is that when you watch this, it's all you need to watch. Mm. You know, you need to watch Avatar 1, and then you need to watch Avatar 2. You know, with Star Wars, with Marvel, with uh, Lord of the Rings now, there's so much peripheral material that you kind of feel like you're missing out on if you don't engage with. I think this is the only, like one of these franchises that you just have to watch the movie. Yeah, I, but, don't, I don't know if I agree. I, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that is true. I would say it's true right now, though. It's not going to be that way right. in five 
God knows how many years it's going to take to make them come out. But right. A vi- it, it, soon, this will be a 10-plus-hour franchise. I literally wonder if I'll live to see the end of this. <laughs> yeah. It's a legitimate question. Uh, because <laughs> it depends on who makes it longer, you or James Cameron. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's like between one to tr- three, thir- I mean, two, 13 years, yep. like... When's the next one scheduled? Do we have a schedule? Two years, and it's done filming. Okay. Yeah, they did two and three back-to-back. And they've already started filming four, is my understanding, because they're the kids. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, other thing I wanted to touch on, since we're talking about kind of the Na'vi and whatever. Why did this movie have to be an Avatar movie? I feel like 75% of it is mostly just like a standard, like, teen drama of like dad moves to a new town we don't fit in with the new kids but we like discover our identities and then fit in with the new kids and go on teen adventures right. and like there's a little bit at the beginning that's not that and there's a little bit at the end where it's a big like super battle on a, a ship or whatever but the rest of it like why are we doing this in navi land so because it looks cool i guess so i don't know speaking of the kids you said you couldn't tell the kids apart I had them named within the first five minutes of seeing them. There was, uh, there was, there was the second son. He's yep. he's rebel kid. Yes, he's, he's your point of view mm-hmm. character. Uh, there's Sigourney Weaver, goth kid. She's a little put out by all of it. There's the youngest kid, hostage. Yep. There's there's uh, there, there there's the. Uh, there, there's the human kid, outcast, learning to be part of the family. Uh-huh. And so then at that point, it's like, well, what's the oldest kid? Oh, he's dead. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the second Very you realize clear. the only, it's the only point he has. A big problem with the first one and with this one, even though I'm saying I enjoyed both, is they both feel very much like scripts. Like everything uh-huh. yeah, yeah. plays a part in a script. And that guy, he's the guy who has to die in this. It's, it's mm-hmm. just one of those things where at any point, like the, the thing that makes a death effective in a story is when like it feels like you've cut something off. Right. You know, right. Uh, and I guess if you could see it from like the parents perspective, you know, it's like, oh, I raised this kid. But there's absolutely nothing to him. He has no personality. Right. He has no ambitions. There's no storylines that are exclusive to him. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Right. He's not like doing anything. He doesn't have like a special bond with his parents. He has absolutely nothing to do right. besides die. I mean, he should have been the one that connected with the water yes. chief's daughter. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't so obvious. And then that, that sets up the next one for the second son and her right. to get together. Why? What the. This is not that hard, guys. Right. I, w- I will say in James's defense here, and I'm not trying to pull this card. I'm the only one at the table with children. It actually is really fucking emotional and effective as a parent. Well, like all three times the kids are in danger, mm-hmm. fucking hard to watch. Uh-huh. And I had people be like, hey, should I watch it? And I'm like, mm, how comfortable are you watching a movie and not thinking, this is not my child about to be shot. And they're like, oh, I'm not good at that. Don't fucking watch right. this movie. I, I will say this. I, I've heard a lot of complaints that they don't give Zoe Zaldana enough to do in this movie. She doesn't get a lot. But, man, she has. I she mean, delivers like, when she's, she's on so street. good when she's there. Yeah. Fucking delivers. Like, when that kid dies, I don't really care until Zoe Zaldana. Agreed. Yeah, I, I would and agree with that. As much as you can get emotional about a computer generated blue woman grieving over her son, she sells it. Yeah. No, she, and even go back and watch the first one. She's so fucking killer in yeah. both of these movies. She really, really nails it. On a related note of actor caliber, why is Kate Winslet in this movie? You know, he made a movie about water with her once. <laughs> I thought I should do it again. I think it's purely because she said she wouldn't work with him again, and he just couldn't handle that. Mm. She was like, well, I've got to get her in this movie. Uh, also, the end of this movie was 100% just like, I sure learned a lot about sinking ships while mm-hmm. I was making that other movie. Let's reuse some of that knowledge. You again. know what? I had a fucking blast. Oh, too. that was yeah. maybe the best part of the movie. I was like, dude, sci-fi Titanic. That's, a fucking, that's an idea. <laughs> Write that down. Right. We're going to do that. Right. There's, I'm defi- in. there's definitely like a best of James Cameron all over this. You right. know, like there's... There's some some Titanic. There's some Avatar one. There's some The Abyss. There's some fucking Terminator. There's right. like you know. There's a little bit of everything yeah. in there. Well, even going back and watching Avatar one now, when you like 
phrase it like that. There's even a little bit of fucking true lies in there too, like hanging out of helicopters and right. uh, people hanging off buildings and shit. Like that's there, and certainly in this one there is. His obsession with the sea mm-hmm. is very, very prevalent. So, do you think that means we'll eventually get to time travel? Oh fuck, I don't know. What would be the mechanic for that? I, I don't know. I, I will. I will guarantee you on this podcast right now. If time travel gets introduced in this in one of these movies, that is when I will walk out of the theater. <laughs> that exact second. I did hear. I mean, this is totally off topic, but I heard his justification, like how he came up with the idea for time travel for Terminator. Have you ever heard this? No. So he, you know, he was going to direct Piranha Two, and he got fired ten right. days into filming. Right. And so he had. He's like, I wanted to make a movie. He's like, this is what I had at my disposal. I had L.A., because that's where I lived, and a cheap budget. Those were the two things I had to work with. He's like, I had no money for travel, and so what can I do to like make that work? And And so then he was like, well, I'll have time travel. I'll just send someone from the future, murderer from the future, right. comes back, and then he came to the whole grandfather paradox and things like that. Right. It purely was financial, because <laughs> he couldn't tell. He didn't, no one was going to give the guy who got fired from Piranha 2 money to make a future sci-fi movie. Mm. So essentially, he was always this guy. It was yeah. always about what this is I how can he makes viably movies. do at this no, point. No, for sure. This yeah. is how he makes movies. He talks about, like, he sees something in his head, and he's like, that would be really cool to see on screen. And he writes to that. So, like, for Avatar, it was, like, seeing the fucking, like, jellyfish things. Mm-hmm, he was right. like, oh, that'd be really cool looking. And they wrote a fucking three-hour movie off of that. That's how he writes movies. Right. I'm not saying it's the right way. Right. No, I mean, obviously, it's working for him. I mean, counter-argument, is there a James Cameron movie that you absolutely hate? I mean, I know no one likes the guy, uh-huh. but do you hate any of his work? No, I, and one of them's one of my all-time favorites, T2. Yeah. T2? I love The Abyss. I think The Abyss fucking Dude, kicks. I, I, I mean, you know, it's easy to rag on, but Titanic is a great movie. It is, yeah. Especially for its time, and it holds mm. up really, really well. Yeah. And dose of your silence. No, I look, I, you're not wrong. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't make, like, bad movies. It's also kind of annoying, though, for him to be this guy who is just unbelievably excited. I mean, I think you have to say he's probably the most successful director of all time. Yeah, just financially for yeah. no other reason. Mm. But then he spends all of his money to like build submarines to go to the seven miles underwater, and he disappears for five fucking years right. and makes you wait a decade for his next movie. Right. Like that feels pretentious and feels <laughs> ultra wealthy. It does. I don't know. This movie's fine. It's fine. I'm excited to watch it again. Why did Kate Winslet have to hold her breath for seven minutes? Also, I, again, I think to Hurt's point, just this, in in for the for the first one is because Cameron could do it. That was just because she could do it. But like, where would that have been in the movie? Oh, I think they've like filmed takes underwater and just made them hold their breath forever. And oh, okay, like, like repeated takes sort yeah. of things. Okay, that's less glamorous. There's no point in the movie where her character is really even underwater. That's so what I'm I don't know out. when it happened. Yeah, fuck. I There's to... definitely a second three-hour movie of shit they did not put in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm sure of that. I did one of the weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the nitpicky territory since we seem to be closing out. But Jake Sully sure, sure seemed to turn these uh a water tribe navi around to murder so fast oh, for, for a tribe that was like fundamentally a poly was such a taboo right. that they wouldn't even consider it like it wasn't even an option and then jake Schiller shows up with a gun and like but now like you can see them uh, we should kill them he's like yeah i guess so i don't know <laughs> it, it gets to a point where he's like talking him out of it he's like hey you guys need to tone down on the well, fucking it flips murder very quickly yeah. it does go they are against murder and then like the one tribe gets Lit on fire. They're pro murder. Right. They get the taste of blood and they like yeah. it. Yeah. Then the fucking whales. So. Then the fucking whales. So where do you think we go after this? We know where we go. Do you know this? No, I don't. We go to the fire navi because the shit is no just shit, Avatar. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. It's it's not a good look for James. So it's going to be a fire navi. Korich. The rumor is not the villain of the film. That there will be bad navi. All right. On in the next one. Well, I, I mean, I, fire was going to be one of my guesses. I was assuming we're going to do elements. That's why I said, uh, you know, we'll get to Kaka later because there's going to be, uh, you know, even though we've had flying animals on this, there's going to have to be at some point an extra air novi. Like yeah, a I think we probably didn't contextualize the 
first one being what are they called? Omatakaya, Omatakaya people. Right. I think they are supposed to be the air. Nazi, okay. But he hasn't said that. And right. They do fly on things though. So. Right. Maybe there is like in the Hallelujah Mountains. I'm deep in the Avatar. Lore. I know. Why do the mountains float? <laughs> I. I, I think they explained it in the they, first. They I don't remember. And I Magnets. again, I haven't watched the first. <laughs> <Magnets. movie. laughs> That's it. Good. I'm good. There's some minerals that they're fucking <laughs> magnetized. Having said that, if you go to Animal Kingdom, you go to Pandora. The fucking floating mountains are super cool. Yeah, yeah. Super cool to look at. I feel like I would be a really bad Navi because I would never go under the mountains. I was like, somebody's going to turn this off at some point, <laughs> and I don't want to be under it. When That's it your happens. conspiracy theory. Yeah. The mountains will fall. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Avatar: The Way of Water. Yep, I go see it in theaters because when it when it's out of theaters, it will not be worth it. I, I absolutely would agree I, with that. I don't think it'll look as good because the bragging of this is that oh, it's all computer generated, but there's no Uncanny Valley. There's plenty of Uncanny Valley in this, but there also is places where you totally buy into it. Yeah, a lot of rain shots, and uh, they that's when it fucking looks the best, in my <clears> opinion. Yeah dark and in the rain and fucking like material will like turn around a tree and you're like shit that looks fucking real right. it looks real it's unbelievable <laughs> but does that make it a good movie i don't know i don't know i think what makes a good movie is whether or not you enjoyed the experience yeah. which can sometimes make a bad movie a good movie yeah gravity. and i'm not saying that's what this is but i'm saying i did enjoy this experience it's I, it's the closest i felt since watch to watching gravity Right. Which is that seeing it in a theater, like you experience it. Gravity, I think, is a shitty movie. I cannot watch it at right. home. It was one and done. The one bless it has is it's half of the runtime. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I have nothing else. All right. Avatar Way of Water? I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. I, I, look, I, yeah. I guess we'll go see the next one. <laughs> I'll hey. see the next one. Oh, of course I'll do. Yeah. What else am I doing with my My life? seven-year-old has determined it's his favorite film franchise. All right. Yeah, Austin is <laughs> obsessed with fucking Avatar. And so I have to, like, skip the tail bits in the first one. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not real fucking, but it's close enough I, where... I think... I'd you, rather explain real fucking. Yeah. Truthfully, I'd I, rather... Again, he's, he's at the correct age where that could fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think at a, at a certain age, though, your brain just fills in the blanks to something you can understand. Like, mm. I can remember... Hey, you guys ever watch Howard the Duck? Yeah. Okay, you know there's mm. a part they where... That. What's her name? Leah Thomas is yeah. going through his wallet and she finds his little duck condom. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like seven, eight when I watched that. So I didn't know what a condom was, but everybody in the auditorium laughed. And I decided that it was a quarter wrapped in a piece of pantyhose mm. and i was like well yeah that's funny because why would somebody wrap a quarter in pantyhose this is much more graphic than that though <laughs> that's true but yeah there's none of that in the second one so i actually think the second one is more family friendly than avatar one mm. maybe it's because it's about kids but. maybe also did you know notice your son misled you as to the plot of this movie he did he did <laughs> i think he got it confused with avatar one or maybe, Not, or maybe he just thinks all blue people are the same. Actually, yeah. actually, it's funny because I, because of your son, I came up with my own theory of what the plot was, and it wasn't that. My theory was Jake Sully was the villain of this movie. Oh, that would have been like way somehow, like wheelchair Jake Sully was alive as a separate Fuck, person, dude. and he was, you know, he was angry because he's stuck in a chair, and you know, Avatar Jake Sully's out there fucking. That's way better. I know. I was kind of disappointed. That's so that good. The thing that your son made me believe wasn't right. It's also important to note that regular Jake Sully is kind of the villain in this movie and that everything that happens is pretty much because <laughs> that, of him. That's true. That's true. I mean, his. If I think if his son wasn't such of a fucking idiot, a lot of it would be better. That's true. If he was like, hey, don't do that. Just come on home. It's not a big deal. He's like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to do it anyway. And then like his sister almost gets shot. That's kind of on him. Uh Like the guardrails were there for a purpose (laughs) and he just didn't listen. You'll learn one day. Anyway, Avatar, (laughs) Avatar, way of water. Uh, Well, what what have we watched in the last week? But first... We got a uh, an email from another listener. I love this shit, dude. We're love, on a roll. We're on a roll. Uh, it, it's from our old pal Rick, who's who's been with hey, us, Rick, since the get go. Uh, who uh, is saying loved the podcast, uh, but uh, hadn't heard us talk about everything everywhere all at once yet, and was curious if any of us had seen it. So, have any of us seen it? 
Have you seen it? I've not seen it. I I know that you really wanted to do a show on it. I have it seen it. Yeah. yeah, I have also seen it. It's fucking killer. <laughs> it's go ahead. So like the easy comparison for this movie is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Of course, I think that's just a proximity thing. But yeah, yeah. the time and the yeah. concept kind of. I don't think that's fair to either movie. Uh huh. It's just uh, uh, fucking. Hold on, just a second. Michelle Yao can still fucking get it. <laughs> we can we can cut that out. But we I could, just, but we're not gonna. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> she could. Um, I'm not, I don't even need to know the birth date. Uh, the uh, Kehu Kwan, or how you say that guy's name, just having a blast. I'm so happy that dude's back. Um, it pulls on your heartstrings really well, while also being like cool and conceptual. I don't want to spoil it. I just, it's a fucking blast. It's really, really good. Really, real, really well acted. And I think conceptually very, very good. Much better than the Transformers. See, I, my, my, I think my problem with this was that if I had known nothing about this movie, I would have enjoyed it that much. But I think I got way too overhyped for me because I watched it and I thought it was okay, but it wasn't as good as everybody oh, said it was. fuck you. I know it. I don't. I don't like. Watch it six months ago when it comes out, Joseph. I wanted. I wanted to love it, and it's it's good. It's made by the same people who did uh, Swiss Army Man and and some other things. So I mean, it's definitely you know it's going to be weird and funny, and that's like definitely like part of it. I just feel my issue with it was I like the concept, and I I think uh, it's executed as well as it possibly could be within the budgetary constraints. I think that they have. I think they show. I think the budget. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but I I, th- I think like I think they did more than it looks like that you know like mm-hmm, it, it looks mm-hmm. like they had more money than I think they did. Uh, but for me, I think like a lot of the sci-fi stuff uh, and and just kind of the, the conceptual stuff took away from the emotional beats of the movie. So it wasn't mm. like the the like the big climactic moments and whatever, especially between Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. and her husband and and her daughter, like didn't connect for me the same way. Just because like. I don't. I don't feel like the movie has invested me enough to care. I'm. I'm just more just getting beaten down by the visual spectacle and weird shit that's happening. See, I. I think it balances it really well. But you know, the movie that I would most closely connect it to, which we've talked about kind of recently on here, is Looper, and that's because it like try like Looper tries to be more than like the sci-fi time loopy film, and I'm not sure it really necessarily does sure. that. I think this movie is a family movie at its heart that also has this kind of crazy sci-fi coincidence thing going on. I feel like it's balanced well, but I could see how it cannot be. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think I think you have the correct take. I think it's yeah. a family movie first, and too much. But I just I just didn't feel the the emotional connections got built enough. But it was one of Rick's favorite movies, so he was in, uh, uh, urging us to check it out if we haven't. Uh, but uh, see, I I'm a little sad though that we did this now because I was hoping we'd do like top five. I think we still can. Latin, and that's on there for well, me. I should say the fact that you liked this and that Nips was disappointed in it has it like is like the Venn diagram overlap that makes me think I should check this yeah, out. Yeah, that's typically quickly. where you fall. So we, yeah. so we uh, uh, maybe if we do a best of show next week, this will make a feature. Make, make the list. There you go. Uh, well, anyway, so thanks, Rick. Uh, and, and to anybody else, please write in. We love hearing what you think. Uh, uh, Realphonies.gmail.com. Uh, but what else have we been watching? So I'm going to make a pitch mm-hmm. that I have made on this show before. Oh, dear. I'm going to do it a second time because it's relevant. People, watch the fucking Bad Batch, please. <laughs> that show is so fucking good. Season two is back. And like the third episode might be like the best episode of the show so far. And I just don't feel like enough people are talking about it. I didn't know it was back. I will be they watching that shit immediately. They haven't really like advertised right. it hard. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if the reception to the first season wasn't great. Um, but one, like I came in with severe reservations of this concept because I didn't love those like backdoor pilots in, in Clone Wars season seven. Right. Um, but having said that, when it one, it starts off killer. It's probably one of like the coolest Order sixty six scenes we've gotten yet, and it really like it establishes interesting characters. And those last few episodes where they go back to Camino and you really kind of see how the clone story wraps up, I thought was super super interesting. But what what's really impressive, the number one thing is most impressive is you have five characters 
that are essentially the same person but kind of different, all voice acted by the same person, they're all five pretty fucking interesting. Right. And one of them, Crosshair, I think is like top five most interesting Star Wars character ever. Right. Like, um, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but there is like a fucking twist with that guy that's killer. And uh, this last episode was solely about him. Super, super interesting. Again, I know a lot of people like shit on Disney Star Wars, but I think if you go back the last six months and you look at the 12 episodes of Andor, Tales of the Jedi, and these first three fucking episodes of Bad Batch, it's, it has been the, the best six months of Star Wars ever. Well, and I also, I mean, hopefully no one's bitching about Star Wars uh, Disney animated because that's yeah. just been bulletproof. Yeah, I think people find the first season to be a little disjointed. Mm. I didn't have that problem. I didn't either. I, was, I loved it. It is a great sequel to The Clone Wars. And, you know, Tale of the Jedi that we just watched was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Please, I want all the seasons of this show. Just keep fucking watching it. It's great. That's my... Oh, my turn. Uh, So, uh, guys, a few weeks ago, I mentioned something in text. And when it didn't turn into a a tirade on this show, you guys must have thought you dodged the bullet, but you didn't. I'm now going to talk about Hee Haw. So, uh, I, mean, they, I, I talked about the guitar playing on here. <laughs> in my uh, defense. Um, uh, so, uh, it, well, you know, I just know this fits into the category of one of those things. Like when I go off on soaps or like when I go off on wrestling that I know nobody wants to hear, but I have a quote unquote captive audience here. So you have to listen to, me. <laughs> uh, so uh, for those who do not know, Hee Haw was a variety show that ran from 1968 to 1991. Which is an incredible run. Insanely long time. Insanely long time. Uh, you know, and it, it it was based around country music, which is not my favorite genre of music, but it is the genre of music I most grow up with and most associate with my childhood. And this show just plays like a huge part in my childhood. If you've never seen the show, it's it basically is a bunch of corn-fed comedians fucking telling bad jokes in between country acts doing, uh, you know, doing songs. You know, you do a couple jokes. And then there's also the joke songs. You know, first of all, I think one of the things I loved about I love about it is that it does most of its best stuff in the 70s and early 80s. And 70s hot is just the best hot. Mm. It's so sweaty and cocaine-y. You know, <laughs> it's just, uh, just uh, everybody looks like... It legit looks like they're having a party. I love the bad jokes. Like 30 years before fucking Tim and Eric thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just got on TV and told jokes that weren't funny and it was funny because we were telling these jokes on TV? These guys did it, but it was actually charming. Mm. You know, unlike Tim and Eric, who I find off-putting. But um, we should dig into that. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, I, I don't know. I probably also have a fondness for this show because I think the single happiest moment of my entire life happened during this show, which was, I can remember it exactly. I was like seven fucking years old. Uh, I was at my uncle's house and he was watching Hee Haw in the front, you know, because it was one of the things he kind of did when when all he was getting ready to go play music and stuff. So I could have just been watching it with him, but I was watching on a smaller black and white TV in the back room. And, you know, it was one of the things they had just, you know, sang the, you know, Doom Disclare and Agony on Me song or something like that. And they go to the they go to the commercial and the commercial is a commercial for the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And at the up until this point, I did not know that movies really had sequels. And I lost my fucking shit. I was running through the house screaming. Nobody knew what was fucking wrong with me. So I have a lot of fondness for Hee Haw tangentially to Star Wars. I like that like two of your core memories are from Star Wars. I don't I don't never heard you talk about any other things from your childhood as much of the time that you saw something Star Wars. Right. <laughs> I um I you know, I don't and I think it also has something on it that is just sort of uh is sort of lost today is something that people is interested in. What you, what you brought up when I brought it up before, which is musicianship. There's just some killer fucking musicians Insane. on this show. Yeah. Uh, particularly who you mentioned, Roy fucking Clark, who is just a monster guitar player, yeah. who's just so fucking good. Well, and he was like, what's so interesting about Roy Clark too, it, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know this to be for right. a fact, but this is my like looking back on it. 
like known more as like actor comedian. Right. And then the dude would just fucking pick up a guitar and like blast some Malaganya. Malaganya was the next thing yeah. I was going to talk about. Fucking killer. If you want to see somebody destroy a fucking guitar, just Google uh, Roy Clark, The Odd Couple. Yeah. He does that song on The Odd Couple, and you think he's going to break the fucking guitar yeah. in half. <laughs> he's playing it so hard. Yeah. It's fucking great. But yeah, he all. Uh, Better than Transformers. You know, I, I don't know if I can recommend this to other people, but I know a lot of it's on YouTube, and it gives me some really good nostalgia feelings. I mean, okay. I was going to say, not just Roy Clark. Like, music was an, an important part totally. of the show. Totally. And, like, real fucking professionals right. like, playing that music. They would have musicians as guests who just came out and played music. Yeah. No singer. That's unheard of today. Yep. Look, I don't know uh, how many of you are going to go out and, and try all of Hee Haw, but as somebody who did go and watch Roy Clark play Malaganya, I do recommend that. <laughs> you take nothing else away from it. Did you do it because we were talking about yeah, Roy Clark? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking killer video. Because, yeah, you watch him, you're like, "There's he's going to break the neck. Like, <laughs> surely going to break a string. Like, he's just fucking murdering that yeah. thing. It's great. Very good. Uh, for me, so the wife and I have, have been doing movie nights on Fridays. That's uh, sweet. It is, because she's not usually into movies, so I have to be, like, careful. Uh, <laughs> and this is not my best week. So you're not doing the Ian thing and just making her watch it. <laughs> Correct. <her. laughs> I, try, I, try I try to play to my audience, but I, I get so angry. My wife's family, both her and her brother, are just, like, pop culture illiterate is underselling it. Like, they, were, <laughs> they, were, they were raised in, like, a shipping container for, like, the 12 years of their life, I feel like. Uh... And they're the only people I've ever met in my entire life that haven't seen The Mummy. Oh, <laughs> shucks. And so we watched The Mummy this week. My wife's never seen The Mummy. That's fucking wild. Yeah, she's terrified of mummies. What? Yeah. <laughs> terrified of mummies. Is she, she terrified fucking... of being mummified or being attacked by a mummy? Probably both. Even walk like an Egyptian freaks her out. <laughs> well, that's a shame because that's a jam. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we watched The Mummy. The first one, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz. Uh, you know, to me, certified classic. To Val, uh, pretty hokey movie. She didn't really like it. Oh, that's too bad. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's I, grounds for a divorce. It's one of those things where I, I can totally see how, uh, you know, nostalgic can cloud my judgment on this in a way. Not uh, on this, you know. You're right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, this is one, it's one of those movies that was just on TV all the time. So I've seen the second half of The Mummy, you know, dozens of times probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, she's a tough critic in general, but I think she felt like some of the hokiness in it was unintentional, but it was made in 1999. Like we knew how to make movies that looked right. more modern than that movie. Mm -hmm. It's definitely like a throwback. It's supposed it's, to be a fun, campy it, throwback. It's, a, it's yeah. a stylistic choice, but she just did not like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I still really enjoyed it. It was a great time. I was surprised at how much movie there was before. They released The Mummy because, again, right. I've pretty much exclusively seen the second half of this movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, there's like a lot of shit that happens. There's like a boat ride. They're and, competing right? with the Americans. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't remember much of that at all. Uh, I also know from Twitter, uh, at least according to Twitter, this is uh, a lot of people's bisexual awakenings. Uh, was, everyone was is hot movie? in that movie. I was about to say, much like Hee Haw, everyone in this movie <laughs> is hot. Even the fucking uh, big forehead guy from Four Weddings and the Funeral, uh -huh. completely fuckable. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I still say uh, uh, The Mummy way better than Transformers. Oh, but. totally. Dude, wrong side of the river is the best line delivery of all time. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing that I'll, I'll talk about this week is I started playing, I've done a couple of video games, but uh, one that I've... I've Really got into free to play, uh, an old game called Rocket League. Yeah, you've you've ever played Rocket League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, you got I'd, cars. You got you play soccer yeah, with a four wheeler. It's it about to say it's like it's like soccer with Hot Wheels is essentially yeah. what the game is. There's there's three cars on each team, and there's a giant soccer ball that is it's frustratingly fun. slow. Uh, and it's way too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's one it's of those, stupid fun. It's right. one of those things where if I Ian will mock me for the amount of hours that I've put into Apex, it's a lot. It's a lot more than I feel comfortable talking about on this podcast. But if I had discovered this game first, it would be a, it would be that yeah. because I'm still so bad at Apex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Rocket League, if you get a late discovery for me, but maybe it's for you. Great game. Recommend. Cross-platform. Uh, better than Transformers. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's it. Wow, no anime. I mean, I can talk about it. No, anime. don't. It's, <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> I opened Crunchyroll the other day, and I was like, hmm, no. 
Gotta finish, <laughs> gotta finish Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I need to at some point. It's just so gory. Yeah. And I'm never alone. <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of gory, that Evil Dead trailer you sent Dude, the other day. Dude, fucking full that of it. That is so, like, what are they saving for the movie if that much shit's in the trailer? It looks terrifying. <laughs> no. Because it's like a mother haunting her children. Yeah. Oh, like, it looks fucking scary. It feels like it's going to be a movie for not Christian. No, I won't watch yeah. it. Yeah. I Which sucks. Like... I love that franchise. Yeah. And I love Sam Raimi, and I realize he's like not directing, he's producing. I even liked the remake. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the Freddie Alvarez one. Uh, this one, not for me. Yeah. It's not. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't That's accepted good. it, I, but I know it. I'm yeah. a real wuss about gore, and that trailer was a little much for me, so I know there's no way I'm going to be able yeah. to handle it. Because again, what did they put in the movie? Right. <laughs> So next week, do we want to do best of? Either best of or projection for this year. I think either one's I, We can do both. <laughs> On the same episode? If we want to. Fine. Fuck it. Let's do Sounds that. Sounds good. Alrighty, so that's going to be next week. If you have any thoughts on your favorite things from last year or your things you're most looking forward to next year, like email us. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if you want to share your opinions, share all your things you want on the show, you can reach us at realphones.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies, on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. Uh, one thing I'm, I wanted to talk about beforehand because it doesn't fit in any way to anything that we're going to talk about, but okay. it's just something that is bothering me, and it's something we've talked about on the podcast before, which is that the internet has decided this week, I think because of the Golden Globes, that it's the time to complain about Austin Butler doing his Elvis voice way after the Elvis movie is over. <laughs> right. No, fuck those people. A hundred percent. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you? What would you want him to be? Just like a normal guy again? <laughs> right. Fuck that. Here's my here's my problem with that entire argument is like Heath Ledger got so into the role of the Joker, he died. Right. <laughs> so Austin Butler got so into the role of Elvis, his accent kind of changed. Uh-huh. I'll take number two, thank you. Like, what's the counter argument? Also, an accent is just learned behavior. Yeah. Like, you're not born with a southern yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. You can gain and lose it. Right, exactly. They'll fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. I agree. It's one of my favorite clips from this show. We're, we're talking specifically about that. And uh, Christian said, I think so. Like, it is different. And Heard says, it's cooler. I was like, well, <laughs> shit, it is cooler. Yeah. Stay with that. Yeah, right. yeah.